Why do you like Halloween so much? It's always Halloween in my soul. Sassy Specula. Sassy Specula. Sassy Specula. You're listening to the Sassy Specula. Hello, Sassy Speculum listeners. Welcome back to a very special and spooky Halloween edition of the Sassy Speculum. First things first, I'm Dr. Adrian Knorr. I'm a women's health naturopathic doctor in the Portland, Oregon area. I am a primary care doctor, but I specialize in women's gastrointestinal and hormone health. So I see everything, but specialize in women's GI and hormones. I bring together all of the aspects of naturopathic holistic care to best serve my patients. I have officially opened my new practice to young and old patients. I know those of you who have been around for a while have been hearing me get excited for months and months, even years, um, about finally getting the practice going, and it's officially here. For those of you who have asked, you can get on my schedule to be seen as early as next week by either going to www dot one space healthcare dot com slash contact or you can call five zero three six seven five two four three nine to schedule. As always, you can also get more information about me by going to sassyspeculum.com. That's just the podcast website. So I unfortunately don't have the ability to schedule with me there, but there is a link present that will send you directly over to the clinic website to get scheduled if that is easier for you. As always The Sassy Speculum podcast was created to help women become educated about their bodies enough that they feel able to advocate for their health in the medical community. I believe that there's a lot of gatekeeping that happens with patients, and I am here to kick down that gate and explain what is actually going on in your body and why it's happening. I truly believe that education is the best place to start when you want to make a change to your health. So, yeah, that's what the podcast is about. Thanks for being here. Today, we're not really going to be learning anything. I'm sorry. Today, I'm going to be reading spooky stories written in part by ChatGPT and in part by me about common women's health issues that most women have faced. These are incredibly silly stories about pretty serious topics. I'm trying to bring a light and fun point of view to something that sucks for a lot of women to make you laugh. I promise that I'm not trying to offend anyone by telling a stupid story about a legit medical condition that you might have suffered from. ChatGPT wouldn't write me any stories about women's health issues because it disagreed with me that I should want to write something scary and funny about such serious topics. Maybe I'm just weird, but I think it's fun. So I worked with ChatGPT to create some stories that I think are great. For example, I asked ChatGPT to write me a scary story about menstrual cramps, and this is the response it gave me. I understand that you want to write Halloween-themed story for your podcast, but it's important to approach sensitive medical topics with care and sensitivity. Making light of medical conditions like menstrual cramps might not be well-received by your audience, and it could potentially trivialize a common and uncomfortable issue that many women face. So if you agree with that, you should probably just turn this podcast off now. I then asked it to write me a scary story about muscle cramps, and boom. Story written. It did it. So, I don't know what to make of that. But quite a few liberties were taken by me with adding in the more fleshy details to each of these stories to actually turn them into women's health woes because nobody wants to listen to a scary story about muscle cramps. I don't know. Before we get started, as always, please rate and review the podcast wherever you are listening and share the Sassy Speculum with everyone that you know, of course. You can find me on social media at Sassy Speculum. 
I'm really trying to get better at posting a lot more. So there is a lot more content for you regularly. And as I said earlier, my website is www.sassyspeculum.com if you have any questions or would prefer to contact me that way. I love it when you guys reach out, so please reach out with whatever questions, concerns, topic ideas, or just to say hi. I do also want to apologize for, once again, this episode being late. I have made the decision that I just can't commit to a twice-a-month episode schedule with the way that my work schedule and life schedule is right now. It, it just isn't worth my stress or your bummed attitudes by me being late. So I am going to officially change my podcast frequency to once monthly. However, bright side, I do have an episode already recorded with a special guest that I absolutely promise to post in two weeks time. So after that episode, we will be moving on to once monthly episodes. Thank you for understanding and sticking along with me through this journey. Maybe someday we can go back to twice monthly or even weekly episodes, but right now that's just a no-go for me. I also, whew, putting in a lot right here, I want to put a little plug in for a once monthly event that myself and another local naturopath are going to be putting on. It's going to be an after work happy hour to come meet us and learn about an assigned women's health topic of the month. We'll provide written info about the topic as well as be there to explain it and answer any and all questions that you might have. We will also have games, coloring sheets, and so much more. If you're local to Portland and are interested in hearing more about this event, send me a message on the socials or to my email at sassyspeculum at gmail.com. Our first event is going to happen November 16th. Obviously, more info to come, but reach out to me specifically if you are interested in getting those deets directly so that you don't miss anything. All right, y'all, let's jump into these spooky stories. The last two are my favorite, so sorry, but you'll need to stick around for them. The first one is called The Enigmatic Case of the Mysterious Yeast Infection. In a small, close-knit town, there lived a renowned women's health doctor named Dr. Elizabeth. She was known for her dedication to her patients and her relentless pursuit of solving even the most enigmatic medical cases. One chilly October evening, as the leaves rustled outside her office, a mysterious and unusual patient arrived. The patient's name was Sarah, a young woman with an enigmatic condition. She described a persistent and discomforting issue, a persistent yeast infection, in her vagina. The condition had baffled other doctors, and Sarah was desperate for answers. Not only was Sarah just downright itchy all the damn time, she couldn't believe the cottage cheese-like discharge that were constantly racing down her legs. It didn't even matter if she laid on the floor and put her legs up against a wall. That discharge would break the rules of gravity and still make it down to her ankle. She was struggling to keep her job as her co-workers were getting frustrated that she wouldn't share the bread that she must have been baking at home, for every time she came into work, she smelled just like a bakery. Dr. Elizabeth decided to investigate. As she delved into Sarah's medical history, she discovered that this case was unlike any she had ever encountered. The yeast infection wasn't responding to conventional treatments, and its origins were shrouded in mystery. Now, as I said, Dr. Elizabeth was a renowned women's health doctor, so her lack of experience with unresponsive yeast infections was interesting. But we all have a first time for everything, right? 
Dr. Elizabeth's pursuit of a solution led her to consult various medical texts and experts who couldn't provide any clear answers. She then decided to take an unconventional approach, exploring the town's local folklore and legends. Legend has it that a nearby woods were home to a mystical herb known as the Silver Vulva. Due to its coloration and interesting shape that mimicked one of the most astounding aspects of the human body. Locals believed it had mysterious healing properties. Dr. Elizabeth, driven to near desperation to help her patient, ventured into the woods in search of this herb. The journey was eerie, with the moon casting long shadows and the wind carrying whispered secrets, because Dr. Elizabeth could only take the time from her renowned medical career to go tromping through the woods at night when the moon was eerie and the wind was a gossip. But Dr. Elizabeth finally found the herb, and after extensive research, she concocted a unique treatment for Sarah. Miraculously, Sarah's condition began to improve, and the yeast infection slowly faded away. As the days passed, Dr. Elizabeth and Sarah developed a special bond, united by their determination to overcome the unexplained. This enigmatic case taught them both that sometimes the answer to a medical mystery may be found in the most unexpected places. Or they could just be seen by a naturopath and not have to go tromping through the woods because we know how to ethically and organically source our herbs. Next story, the haunting ache of the midnight cramps. In a sleepy, remote village nestled deep within the mountains, there lived an enigmatic healer, once again with the enigmas. What is with ChatGPT and enigmas? I don't know. The healer's name was Isabella. The villagers regarded her as a guardian of ancient remedies, and her knowledge of herbs and potions was revered far and wide. One moodless night in the heart of autumn, a strange and unsettling phenomenon began to haunt the village. The female villagers experienced excruciating menstrual cramps that struck in the darkest of hours. These midnight cramps were so severe that they left people writhing in pain, unable to escape the torment. Rumors spread like wildfire, suggesting that the village women had fallen victim to some malevolent spirit. Many believed that a curse had befallen them, leaving the villagers in a perpetual state of fear. Among those affected was a young Emily, who suffered from the most agonizing cramps. Determined to find a solution, Emily's mother sought out the guidance of Isabella the healer, recognizing that this was a calamity unlike any she had encountered before. Emily's mother hobbled over to Isabella, as she was also inflicted with the cramps, to obtain Isabella's knowledge. Isabella delved into ancient texts and consulted her mystical connections. She uncovered an old legend that spoke of a powerful spirit of the mountains known as the Midnight Cramp Phantom. This spirit, it was said, was envious of the village peace and prosperity and had cast a wicked spell. With the knowledge she had gathered, Isabella, the badass that she was, set out on a treacherous journey into the heart of the mountains, guided by the spirits of her ancestors. She finally reached the ethereal realm of the Midnight Cramp Phantom. The spirit's presence was haunting, and its malevolent laughter echoed through the darkness and mountains. Isabella, undeterred, summoned her knowledge of ancient remedies and chanted incantations to dispel the curse. The spirit unleashed a torrent of cramps trying to thwart her effort, but Isabella persisted. She offered a trade— 
the spirit's freedom in exchange for the release of the villagers from their torment. After a fierce struggle, the spirit agreed to the deal, and Isabella broke the curse. As the first light of dawn touched the village, the midnight cramps ceased, and the villagers awoke free from their torment. The village celebrated, grateful for Isabella's bravery and wisdom. The mysterious affliction had been conquered, reminding everyone that even the most enigmatic and haunting ailments could be overcome with determination and the power of ancient remedies. The story ends with a little blurb that says, This story underscores the importance of seeking help and not succumbing to fear when faced with mysterious and painful conditions. Thank you, ChatGPT, for that encouragement. You are a legend. Next story. The Whispering Shadows of Neglected Feelings In a small, isolated town, nestled deep within a dense forest, lived a woman named Samantha. Samantha was known for her stoicism and her tendency to keep her feelings buried deep within in order to get her work done and to keep her friends at a distance. She seldom shared her emotions, even with those closest to her, believing that her inner thoughts were best kept hidden in order for people to like her. She suffered from something many women also suffer from, believing that they are still better seen than heard, and that no one wants to hear what they have to say. As the days grew shorter and the nights colder, a feeling of unease settled over the town. Strange occurrences began to plague Samantha. In the darkest hours of the night, she heard faint whispers, like ghostly voices echoing through her home. The whispers seemed to beckon her, but she could never quite make out what they were saying. Inexplicable events followed. Her belongings began to move on their own, and shadowy figures appeared in the corners of her vision. Samantha's once orderly and tranquil life had become a living nightmare. She could no longer deny the eerie presence that had invaded her home. She had to tell someone. One evening, as the whispers grew louder and more persistent, Samantha confided in a close friend, Maria. She was a woman of great empathy and understanding, always eager to listen. As Samantha poured her experiences, the whispers in her home became frenzied and agitated. Maria encouraged Samantha to confront her emotions, to express what she had long kept buried deep. She began to speak about the pain and the fear that she had been holding inside. With each word that she uttered, the whispers in, in her home grew fainter, as if releasing their grip on her life. But the shadows, they were not ready to let her go so easily. They manifested in a terrifying way, materializing into ghostly figures that mirrored the emotions Samantha had suppressed for so long. The figures circled her, their faces contorted in pain and anger. Frightened yet determined, Samantha continued to release her feelings, confronting the emotions that she had neglected for years. As she did, the shadowy figures grew weaker, their torment fading with each admission of her true emotions. Finally, as the first light of dawn touched her home, the shadows dissipated. Samantha had faced her fears and acknowledged her feelings, and in doing so, she banished the eerie presence that had tormented her. The town returned to its peaceful state, and Samantha, forever changed by the experience, learned that suppressing one's emotions could have far more chilling consequences 
then acknowledging and sharing them with those who care. She discovered that sharing her feelings with friends actually made her feel understood and heard and so much better connected with them. Next story, the haunting cycle of the unrelenting urinary tract infection. In a remote, forgotten corner of the world, there existed a small, decaying mansion. It was a place shrouded in mystery, avoided by the locals, and whispered about as cursed. The mansion had a dark history, and it was rumored to be the source of an ancient and sinister infection. One chilling autumn evening, a young woman named Alice moved to the village seeking solitude. She was unaware of the mansion's grim history, and she chose it as her new home. The mansion was grand, but decaying, but she was up for the challenge of reviving it. However, a presence weighed heavily on her whenever she was inside. Within weeks, Alice fell victim to a nasty urinary tract infection, one that no medicine could cure. The infection manifested as significant abdominal pain, urine that scalded as it came out, and the overarching need to pee all the time. The infection would appear and disappear, seemingly at random. She tried to pinpoint the infection with days where she maybe didn't drink enough water, or had had a sexual encounter with her girlfriend. But she just couldn't figure it out, and each recurrence was getting more severe and more agonizing than the last leaving her desperate for answers. As Alice's suffering continued, she discovered the sinister tales of the mansion's history from the villagers. It was said that long ago, a cursed relic had been hidden within the mansion, and anyone who dared to live there would be plagued by an unrelenting infection as punishment. Alice's determination to end her torment led her to investigate the mansion's dark past. She uncovered hidden rooms and passageways, dusty journals in long-forgotten languages, and cryptic symbols etched into the walls. The relics of a forgotten ritual were strewn through the mansion, revealing a history of dark ceremonies and curses. Alice gathered all of these relics and took them out to the trash. She dragged her trash bin all the way down her long, winding driveway to be picked up the next morning by the garbage department. She woke up with a raging need to urinate, only to be scalded by tiny fires being lit within her urethra. She hobbled through the house as fast as she could to the hidden rooms and passageways, only to discover that the relics had been returned to their original positions, strewn across the room as if she had never touched them. Alice, terrified and in pain, gathered up all of the relics again and again each time taking them further away from the house to try and rid herself from these disastrous items and the despair that came with them. But they just kept coming back. With each time they came back, the infection intensified, and Alice's despair grew, as you can only imagine. She was trapped in a nightmarish cycle that she couldn't escape. Desperation led her to consult with a local expert on ancient curses who revealed a chilling truth. The only way to break the curse was to confront the malevolent spirit haunting the mansion. Armed with this knowledge, Alice embarked on a perilous journey to confront the vengeful spirit responsible for her smoldering urine. In the mansion's darkest depths of abasement, she encountered the malevolent presence, and the spirit revealed its ancient grudge. 
In a chilling climax event, Alice faced the spirit head-on and with great courage shouted an incredibly long and intricate curse right back at that nasty spirit. She weaved her way through the confusing new language explained to her by the expert, and eventually the spirit was dispelled. As the spirit dissipated, the mansion's curse lifted, and all of Alice's symptoms disappeared. With the curse broken, Alice left the mansion, its dark history, and her nightmarish ordeal behind. She learned that some infections, like curses, could be relentless, but with determination and the courage to confront the source, even the most terrifying of cycles could be broken. Now Alice learned a good lesson here. I've had multiple patients tell me that there's no hope for their recurrent UTIs or yeast infections, and I am here to disagree. These types of infections can seem relentless, but with the help of knowledgeable doctors who are willing to spend the time with you to truly understand and to help you understand the ins and outs of why these are happening, they don't have to continue that way. There are answers that usually don't have to do with mansion curses, but as I said earlier, there's a first time for everything, I guess. The last story of this episode, The Terrifying Secret Within. In a quiet suburban neighborhood, there lived a woman named Ashley who had experienced pelvic pain for her entire adult life. It was so bad that she was unable to have sex, and even inserting a tampon was a struggle sometimes. She also had a mysterious secret. For years, she had been plagued by a recurring nightmare in which she was pursued by a shadowy figure that seemed to lurk within her own body. Each night, the figure whispered chilling threats promising to reveal the dreadful truth. Terrified by these recurring dreams, Ashley decided to consult a therapist. As she delved into her subconscious, the therapist helped her to recall a forgotten memory from when she was a young teen. Ashley had been practicing inserting tampons into her vagina with her friend one afternoon, and after they both were able to get it up there successfully, after a few tries, they decided to go about the rest of their day to see if they'd feel it or if it would wiggle itself out. Because neither of them yet had their periods, there wasn't an obvious reminder to take it out when it overflowed, so Ashley completely forgot that she had put it in. The therapist believed that her recurring nightmares might be connected to this long-forgotten event, suggesting that the tampon might still be inside of her body. Ashley's fear grew as she considered the possibility and the always-cautioned toxic shock syndrome, but she knew that she needed to face this head-on. With the therapist's guidance, Ashley underwent medical tests to locate the tampon. The results were chilling. An x-ray revealed a small shadowy shape nestled within her abdomen. It was the tampon that she had inserted as a preteen, and it had somehow remained inside her all these years without causing any physical issues other than the nightmares. The doctors recommended immediate surgery to remove the tampon, which had become embedded in the walls of her vagina. But Ashley couldn't shake the feeling that it was more than just a forgotten tampon. Her recurring nightmares had intensified, and the shadowy figure within her dreams grew more malevolent, seemingly aware of the impending extraction. On the night before her surgery, the nightmare reached its peak. In her dream, the shadowy figure within her body spoke to her in a bone-chilling voice. 
It revealed the true nature of the tampon that she had inserted all those years ago, a cursed entity living within. The shadowy entity threatened to break free, bringing with it unspeakable horrors if the tampon were removed. Ashley's choice was agonizing, but she knew that she had to face her fears. The next day, she underwent the surgery, and the tampon was removed. The room grew eerily cold. The doctors and nurses exchanged uneasy glances. But the moment that the tampon left her body, the nightmare ceased, and the shadowy figure disappeared. Ashley felt an overwhelming sense of relief, as if a dark force had been finally released its grip on her life. The tampon was locked in a secure, sealed box and hidden from the world in a terrifying bin labeled medical waste. Ashley knew that she would forever carry the memory of the terrifying secret within her, but the nightmare had been silenced and she could finally find peace. And she never used tampons again. Those are all the stories that I have for you today. I would just like to say that you cannot lose anything in your vagina. You cannot lose a tampon in your vagina. And if something were to exist there for multiple, multiple years, you would probably know. So for all of you who practiced inserting tampons as a child, it's probably not still there. Just putting that out there. Happy Halloween and stay away from anything that looks like it might haunt your vagina, vulva, urethra, or anything else. But There is a first time for anything, as I've said multiple times, so you never know. As always, your vagina rhyme of the episode from my favorite vagina coloring book by Marguerite Cutler is... Scruffy and strong, my vag is John Hamm's chin. Versatile in character, being filmed in West Berlin. John Hamm does have an interesting chin. Alright, thank you for listening to today's spooky Halloween episode. Please rate and review the podcast, and I look forward to sharing with you my interview with Dr. Victoria Scott, a urogynecologist who specializes in pelvic floor and chronic UTIs, and that will be available in just two weeks. Once again, if you are interested in coming to our in-person happy hour event, please reach out to me and let me know, and I will make sure that you get that information so you don't miss anything when more information is available. I look forward to maybe meeting some of you soon. Bye!